everything I know I learned from Frank Miller And everything I do I do as fast as flash run quarterback status And then some Welcome, comic bastards I am Dustin You're probably wondering Why is there only audio this week? Well, I'm fighting a nasty cold I look like shit Didn't really feel like I don't know, being on camera And looking the way I do I, I know what I look like And I, I just didn't want to didn't want to do that um so no so no video this week which means i'll probably talk for way too long because i'm gonna talk about stuff other than reviews there's some big news today there's kind of two bits of news that'll feed into each other i think uh the first is that uh brian michael bendis the three-name bastard uh signed exclusively with dc comics for some projects they're not announced they're not going to be announced until they can solicit them so you know everyone's gonna be speculating and writing bullshit articles in the meantime none of it matters none of it matters um everyone kind of wins in this situation i know that's probably not what anyone expected me to say but hear me out all right now dc wins because they get brian michael bendis and people that have been fans of his or enjoyed his material over the years are going to be curious. They're going to come back. They're going to check out what he is going to do. You know, they're going to see what what he does at DC. Um, how is it going to be different and all that? So they, you know, DC wins with the curiosity factor and they get a big name. Uh, why they did him exclusively, I don't know. I think that might have just been Ben does likes to eat three square meals a day and put roof over his his head and put his kid through college and so hey i mean he's a smart fucking businessman get that get that warner brothers money got that disney money for a long time now get that warner brothers money um the other person that wins in this is actually marvel you know like bendis uh, like he won the minute he signed anything exclusive anywhere ever so he doesn't factor into this i'm just talking about the the big two so marvel wins because marvel doesn't have brian michael bendis and i know a bunch of people especially when seeing the uh just the i don't know sheer fandom of articles written thought that this would be really bad like it's real bad for marvel it makes him look bad they don't have they don't have anyone to step into his role and and, and fill that voice but i would argue that uh it actually helps them get away from his voice because i went through and i read a nauseating amount of articles about this and i knew they would all say the same thing because no one had any information other than two fucking tweets one from dc one from bendis you know that was it was dc saying we're working with bendis exclusively and then bendis going this is real guys change is good and blah 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 like hey who's really fucking sad that he's not he's not gonna write the miles morales anymore come on Fucking, he hasn't been writing that very well forever. I don't care what anyone says. He hasn't written that Ultimate Spider-Man well forever. But here's what all these articles said. Brian Michael Bendis, best known for Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers de-assembled, and Jessica Jones. All of them. All of them said that. All written independently. All of them based off of two tweets. And the reason being is because that's what he's most well known for. No one talks about the fact that Daredevil has never been able to be the same since he revealed his identity and then like just drove it home for an entire year 
Now it's the first thing every Daredevil writer has to bring up. They have to bring up that everyone knows his identity, but they can't bring it up because he won in the court of law. Like, every time there's a Daredevil, and prove me wrong, find one that doesn't do that. Oh, maybe the one where he goes to San Francisco where he's running from his fucking identity. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But the, he's honestly done a lot of damage at Marvel because Marvel liked his style. They got a bunch of writers that had the similar style. And here we are. Marvel uh, sucks. Marvel's had its worst year. Um, someone needs to be the sacrificial lamb for it. And now... Now Marvel can use Bendis as that. They can be like, we're pinning this on Bendis. Um, I mean, they probably won't because it, they'd have to explain too much of their inner goings-ons and such, and they don't want to burn the bridge and blah, 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 blah. They still got to pay them royalties. But now it's an opportunity. Like, I'm glad they don't have a Bendis in the wings because they need to find a new voice, um, much in the way that DC had to because DC and Marvel, you know, Jeff Johns and, and Bendis were both at the top of their game for each company. They were constantly compared to each other. And what happened is people got sour on John sooner. So DC had to, and they had a bunch of guys kind of aping his style. He had a bunch of friends he brought in that all kind of did the same thing and it didn't work. So they had to go in a different direction. They had to find different voices. Hence where we are today at DC, where they're just like, we'll give anyone a fucking chance with any type of, voice style that they want to do which is why Bendis over there works for now um you know I mean and then they try to do the you know the write like Scott program where Scott Snyder teaches you how to write like Scott Snyder which DC obviously wants because Scott Snyder kind of sold but hey if you look now is he still selling I don't know I don't know technically yes but I don't think as well as before the rebirth that's just uh my opinion I'd have to actually sit there and study numbers and shit. I'm not going to do that right now. Not with the fucking cold. But so this encourages Marvel to find new voices because, my God, they really need to just clean house of all their writers that were involved in any way with uh, Secret Empire because that was a huge flop of shit, you know? I mean, worse than Bendis' other flops of, like, I don't know, Secret Invasion, House of M, you know, all these ones that we don't talk about, that we forget about, because we're just like, I don't know, but DeBendis wrote The Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, but he also wrote Secret Invasion. It took four issues to do 12 minutes of uh, actual story movement, and then the last two were just crammed full of, like, here's the outcome of how we get out of this. You know, the Secret Invasion itself actually only took, like, a half an hour. Just go back, reread it. That was his intent, too, and it did not work because you had to wait six months to read the shit. So Marvel wins because they just they get an opportunity to start fresh, and they needed that because, you know, Bendis has written everything there. Is anyone going to say that his Guardians is the best run on Guardians? No, because, frankly, Guardians is... It's a good movie franchise, but it's a C-tier, mid-card fucking book at, at Marvel and should never be one of their top writers working on that. I guarantee it did not move enough numbers to put him on it, and it was just that his exclusive contract allowed them the budget to do that. And then, you know, his Iron Man, I think we can all be glad that he's off of Iron Man. His legacy that he's left on there is about as good as Nick Spencer's legacy on Iron Man, which it was forgettable, and you just wanted to move past it because it it just 
didn't didn't do anything that you wanted to remember. I did plenty of stuff, just not that you were like, yay, I'm excited for this to be in canon forever. Um, I'm thankful that his X-Men run came to an end. Uh, personally, that's that's when I started to actively avoid reading Bendis' shit, is because of his work on X-Men. I will never forget Marvel Girl shaming poor Bobby Drake and coming out as, as being gay, because uh, the fuck, who does that? That's real jacked up, but just... In general, the young time swapped X Men, I don't even know what the fuck to call them. The uh the Kirby X Men that they just brought back because they were just like, We got no X Men ideas. Let's just go to the old again, you know, it was just a cheap attempt at doing an ultimate X Men in continuity. And it sucked. It still sucks and they're stuck with it now. And when you kinda of really look at the Marvel universe, there's a lot of shit they're stuck with because of Bendis. And his realism that he likes to just inject into the superhero world was good and it was different for a while but then after after that you kind of saw how much like just lasting damage because no one could drop it no one could leave that shit alone and that's where i get to the point where i'm like well dc fans should be a little worried because if he does the same thing at dc it will create the same problems at dc um if they kind of just you know, let him let him be a little Tom King and do his own little shit. And no one, you know, people love it and they eat it up. And it really, you know, the rest of the books kind of ignore that shit. Like, what other comic book was talking about Batman getting married to Catwoman? I don't fucking know. Not in any of the other books I read, but maybe that's because I'm not reading the vast majority of the Batman books. <laughs> My point is, like, no one really loses in this. Anyone who thinks that there's a loser is, is dumb because all this does is create more opportunities at Marvel for for them to not suck and it doesn't make me go oh i'm gonna read the new marvel books and it doesn't really get me excited at dc either you know there's gonna be people that are but like i said i've actively avoided reading bendis's work for many years now and him going to dc does not make me go "Ooh, goody goody yay i'm kind of going to actively avoid it and i, I get the shit for free to review and i'm still gonna be like eh, eh, somebody else want to take this one i don't really care i don't really care um, but that's just me, you know, there's other people that are instantly curious, that they're already committed to buying, it was a good marketing strategy for DC, and it's going to boost some sales, and that's kind of all anyone cares about or needs, you know, that's, uh, that's how you sell comic books, not, uh, cause, let's, let's just be honest, let's get real here, uh, comics aren't dying because of technology or video games and stuff, it's just a general interest and cost like the stories are good the stories are there for the most part i mean there's a lot of shitty stories um, i should take that part back there's a lot of shitty stories but there's enough variety that there's something for everyone but it's just it's just the cost doesn't match up with the content you know like popping down four bucks to get 22 to 30 pages every week this isn't reasonable in the world we live in right now. It's just too fucking expensive. You know, that's why there's an interest. There's an interest in this shit still because if you go online, I mean, there's sites getting shut down every other day for, you know, putting up entire comic book collections and scanning weekly releases and shit still. Or uh, digitally ripping them, I should say. So it's not like there's not an interest. It's just that the people that are interested can't fucking afford it. And comic book 
publishers can't make it affordable. It's just this shitty catch-22 to where you just really have to be a fantastic comic book for people to actually want to support it. So, that's, uh, that's rant number one. Um, I do have two reviews I'm going to cover, but first I'm going to I'm going to talk about some uh, disturbing news I read today. and It's not an official deal yet, but it, uh, it leaked that this is in the works that Marvel... Or not Marvel, fuck. Marvel's parent company, Disney, is trying to buy the Fox movie and TV uh, productions. Just the... Excuse me. Those two um, entities of the Fox brand. They're not trying to buy their sports. They're just trying to buy their TV and the movies. So like FX, Simpsons, all that shit. And all the movies and such. So... Now, part of this and, and what most of the industry people are are saying is that it's because of Fox's vast library, which, yeah, no duh. Um, but if you really wanted to just do a vast library, you would go for Sony because Sony's library is much deeper. They're hurting much more financially. They're already been... <laughs> talks and stuff of just selling the movies off of of that part of sony and you know and it clears up one little problem with with spider-man we no longer have to share that which is probably why they're going for fox and that like disney could have made this offer for for a lot of industries like they could have done this for for comcast you know again these are deep libraries it's not like fox has the deepest or whatever they went with Fox because it t- kills two birds with one stone. They get a vast library, which puts them in contention with Netflix because that's really what they're trying to do is build up their library for when they launch their own movie streaming, which we all should have already heard about and known about. Um, but then it gets them back the rest of the Marvel properties because then it's just Spider-Man with Sony, and they already got the deal hashed out there, and Sony can't afford to fuck up, so... They're kind of at Marvel's mercy anyway, too. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's... And I know fans are... Marvel fans are like, yay, gets everything under one... Who No one... Who cares? If they're just gonna... It's just like, it's gonna happen either way. Like, that's what you guys don't get. I don't know why you're cheering for that. It doesn't, it doesn't really fucking matter. Like, I don't know. I just don't get that mentality of like, oh, they're just, now we can see a Marvel movie's... X-Men movie, oh, like, shut up, who cares, like, you guys just eat up and see all that shit anyway, so, just, who cares if it's under one roof, you don't need to see the X-Men and the Avengers together, because we see that in the comic book, and it super sucks, so I don't know why anyone wants to see a fucking movie of that shit, like, that blows my fucking mind, um, I do think it's, it's rather dangerous, and I hope this deal gets squashed, because, giving Disney that much, those those many properties and such is just, it's honestly frightening because they're going to control so much of the entertainment industry. Um, and you know, Fox isn't great, but Fox takes these weird, crazy chances that, I mean, Disney doesn't. Disney's all about that fucking quarterly report and shit. And I rarely, if ever, see anyone talk about Fox's quarterly shit. No one, they don't really give a fuck. They just kind of just, do stuff to do whatever um but it's kind of scary to see how much control over just tv and stuff they would have 
not just from the backright streamings, but of, of content that's currently on and content that'll be in the future, you take away like a huge creative voice because is Disney going to let FX do what it wants to do or FXX do what it wants to do? Um, how would Disney change what the Simpsons do? You know, obviously some of the, a lot of these deals are already in place and aren't, wouldn't change per se, but eventually, you know, that's what everyone said about Marvel and that's what everyone said about Pixar. Oh, they get to do their own thing, but they're, they're under the Disney umbrella. Yeah, well, that's, that's bullshit. Pixar didn't used to do sequels and now they, uh, launch what, like two or three a, a year or something. You know, and had all their uh, top talent scouted from the guy who was in charge of their studio that was also put in charge of the Disney studio. So, and uh, look at look at Marvel. You know, we were just talking about that. So, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of frightening to me from a creative aspect because they would just control so much of the uh, the content that gets put out. Um, not that I think Fox always puts out great content, but like I said, it's just, it's a variety. It's something different. Um, with Disney, you get the family safe stuff. You know, they, they avoid politics and they avoid just anything racy. They just don't want to touch it because it taints the brand. So it's just weird to me that they want to buy Fox. Now, this wasn't, uh, long enough for you. I got two books to talk about. Prison School Volume 8 came out this week. Today, actually, got in the mail, already read it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me, goodness. Uh, it's fantastic. The theme of the volume is peeing. I'm just gonna just gonna say that again for you. It's peeing. You know, urination. Uh there are so many jokes. <laughs> Just so many jokes centered around urination. I'm actually kind of glad I don't have a video this week, otherwise I'd have to draw a bunch of yellow pee lines all over my face or something. I don't particularly want to do that. Um, it's it's a good volume. I really actually quite liked it. I think it's a bit stronger than the last one. Uh, I don't think there's a weak volume in it, but it's just there's a lot of mind games going on. And it's just an incredible piece of uh, literature that involves peeing. A lot of, a lot of peeing. And, I, and uh, that's why it's so amazing. Because it should just be disgusting and gross you out, but peeing. A lot of peeing. Um, so let's check that out. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what the fucking thing's about. It's eight volumes, and uh, they're super fucking long, so... Catch up, motherfuckers. Catch up. I know you're not reading it. I know you're not reading it because only one person's ever told me that they actually picked it up. You fuckers need to buy this shit. Yes, it's $20. Yes, I just took a sip of water. It's worth it. If you pre-order it and you get it like five bucks off on Amazon. Uh, the next one I'm going to talk about also just came out today. Um, just spoiling the world for you. It's uh, Yamami and it's by Ken Nijim Naimura, probably saying that wrong. Uh, it's a new panel syndicate title, which is the pay what you want format. I uh, paid a dollar because I like to support, but I'm also poor, so buck was all I could do. I don't even know why I told you guys that. It's not like you cared. 
<coughs> Goodness. Apparently my cough cared. Uh, it's very manga-inspired, uh, both in the art and the story. We see this uh, little girl who has like a... It's like a chef's hat that goes into a, a cape, almost, but also like a shawl. I don't know. It's weird. It works, but it's weird. And she's on the hunt for salt for her village. And she can't find any salt. She keeps going and and looking and stuff. Everyone keeps telling her, you know, we don't know when we're getting any, but the capital is probably the last place that has it. So she's like, all right, I'm going to go to the capital. Uh, along the way, she runs into a culinary student that's on her way to the capital as well. They have to fight off some big fucking birds and waste a little bit of food to uh, do so. And it's pretty damn good. It's pretty funny. It's uh, lighthearted, for sure. Uh, I like the title, because if you watch enough Food Wars, then you already know what Yamami is. Um, and there's a clever play on words with that, which I will leave for other people to read, since it just came out today, and I don't want to particularly spoil it, but you will, you'll see what I mean. Uh, it's actually all in black and white, although I love the colored cover. Um, I would have liked to have seen it colored, but I'm okay with it being a black one because again, it gives it that manga feel. So, Panel Syndicate, check it out. Pay what you want. Uh, oh wait, I did have one more. <coughs> uh, just gonna do a sweet water. Bear with me. There's no one to fill in those awkward pauses of me drinking. Um. Kid Lobotomy number two. I tried this fucking thing again. The guy's name's still Kid. The guy still does lobotomies and has had lobotomies, hence the title Kid Lobotomy. He does not try to bang his sister in this one, but he kind of thinks about it. He kind of thinks about it. It's still just trying to be weirder than it needs to be. Um, it's like In the Mouth of Madness. Okay? Like, visually, you're like, ah, I'm interested. This is This is weird stuff but then you're just kind of like is this story ever going to be interesting am i ever actually going to truly be creeped out by anything happening no i'm not all right whatever then so that's my review of kid lobotomy number two it's like in the mouth of madness you want it to be good but it isn't it just isn't that's all i got this week you can find me on twitter where i'll be tweeting about my cold because it's all consuming. It is all consuming. At Enter the Hero. At Comic Bastards, where I do no personal tweeting because I don't got time for that shit. Thank you for stopping by ComicBastards.com. I hope a friend shared this podcast with you and that you share it with a friend. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Or, you know, talk to you. Shut up. I have a cold. You know what I meant. It goes Batman Detective Year one the Dark Knight and Robin I'm robbing DC for all of them Can't stop em. And I'ma lose my damn mind Like Logan this time All possessed by the red right hand Fighting at Sam Storm just chilling Nemesis laughing Cyclone mentally prepares for eye blasting Novels with the graphics Picture strips See comics need to settle down just a little bit and go back underground Life for permanent bastards Got it right though They write to keep the scene on the right track So they read stack after stack And report them back Since 
someone gotta stab these creators in check, man. And the verdict is Jason Aaron, yeah, he's in check. Tony Daniel, yep, in check. If you read a comic, put it back. Plastic sleeve, hard cardboard back. Then in the milk crate, black. Filed alphabetically, no, seriously. 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 seriously.